Hey guys, you're about to listen to an episode where I'll be joined by the lovely Fortune Rufus, who has such a wealth of knowledge on finances, wealth and money management. She's a fourth year medical student with a thriving business that meets all her needs. I loved recording this episode and I pray that you guys love it as much as I did. Get out your notepads because she brings so many hot tips and things that you could really apply even as a student, even as someone that may not be working. So many things that you can apply starting from now. So I do advise to get your notepad out and just be so open to learn because you will learn so much. I learned so much. All right, guys, let's get into the episode. Hello, beautiful people. You're listening to Limitless, the podcast on faith, life and growth. And I am your host, Ifeniwa Morenike. And I am here with the lovely, the beautiful, the anointed woman of God, Fortune Rufus. And I'm so happy. Fortune Rufus is a medical student, an entrepreneur and an owner, the owner of Forge Glamour and such a powerful woman of God, who I have so much respect for because she is balancing it all and she looks so good while she's doing it. So hi, Fortune. Hi, Ife. Thank you so much for having me here. I am so honored to be here. Thank you so much. Thank I'm you. so happy that you accepted our invitation. Fortune has spoken so much about finances, especially within like our chapel here. And I am just so amazed by her wealth of knowledge and the manner in which she speaks about wealth from the Christian perspective. And I was like, I have to have on the podcast specifically about this topic. We are going through a series of leveling up. And this month of March, we are going to be leveling up in our finances because guys, we can't be lacking because we're Christians. Okay. We need to to be dominating the industries and so that's why I'm here with Fortune just to talk a little bit about wealth and you know how we can also grow in that aspect but from a Christian perspective that's I think the most important part so let's get into the episode Okay, so Fortune, I um, just have to say again, I'm so happy to have you. I'm really honoured, as I said previously, that I'm impressed in all, basically, of your wealth of knowledge. And I want to know, how did it all start? Where did the desire to know about finances and business and generation of income, where did it all start? Okay, I think that was in... 2019, yeah. 2019, July, I was just out of secondary school and I was just building a reading culture for myself, but I wasn't really doing much. And then it was after service. It was a particular evening service at home. And my mom was like, that you must spend your money on knowledge, invest in knowledge. Mm. I can't remember what she taught that day, but that was all I got, that we should invest in knowledge. And I was like, wow, okay. Cause my parents are readers and I read their books. So I was like, let me just buy something for myself so after service i went to the back of the church and i was just looking at all the books and i just randomly picked rich dad poor dad oh i've read that yeah <laughs> rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki mm-hmm. i honestly wasn't expecting much i that was just the smallest book there and the most i think that was the most affordable because it wasn't the big one the very small one mm-hmm. i was like i'm just pay for this i just took it and i started reading it and i was like I had <laughs> I had never given this thing much thought before. Mm. This was like my first time. But I, I wasn't able to finish that book, but I knew that something started. Mm. Like, I couldn't really place my hands on it. Mm. I started asking a lot of questions. Like, why do... Why is it that just a few people have so much money, money yes. and a bulk of the world don't even have at mm. all? So that was where I started, like, I, I just really wanted to know, but it wasn't that serious like that because I, I wasn't even able to finish the book by Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. And then January came. 
this was this was just the part that just like was right. We I just went to a random friend's house and I was staring at his library. I was like, wow, because I had a resolution that I used to read a lot of books. So I just picked up this book, Money Won't Make You Rich by Sunday Adelaja. Wow. My financial journey can never be complete with that book because that book, God opened my eyes to so, so many things. So can you repeat that book again in case anybody wants to read that book? Okay, Money Won't Make You Rich by Sunday Adelaja. Okay, guys, write that down. <laughs> it is my most recommended book, wow. especially for a Christian trying to build wealth. Sunday Adelaja answered a whole lot of my questions. And he, he, in fact, that book sparked a hunger in me that I can't really explain. Mm. I was so hungry for knowledge. I was like, what is this? I had never seen it in this life before. Why? Because I kept asking myself, okay, why is it that so many Christians pray and they're still poor? Why is it that so many you you see a lot of people that just live from hand to mouth? Mm. Like it, it was the equation wasn't making sense, but it started to make sense. I started reading, I started studying, and Sunday Adelaja through that book I got to understand the fact that money answers to value. So I started building value there. Mm. I started studying about that. So like that's basically how this yeah, whole stuff yeah. started. Yeah. Yeah. I I love everything you said. A couple of things I just want to pinpoint on where you said that. Um, why is it Christians pray so much but they don't have money? And it's ironic because biblically Deuteronomy eight tells us that God has given us the power oh, to, to build pray. wealth. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Wh- as you said, it's not I do not, but I don't <laughs> understand. And the fact that you had that hunger to desire for knowledge is one thing to pray, it's one thing to desire knowledge yeah. and apply it. Because it's it's part of an equation. You can't just do one part and lose out on another. And I just thank God that there's people like you educating young people on how to build wealth from this perspective. So yes, thank you so much for thank you. you. What are some of the misconceptions specifically Christians may have about their finances? Okay, okay. Misconceptions people have about finances. I think the primary misconception people have is that the they think the only problem they have with money is that they don't have enough. Mm. Wow. This is such a major concern. And it's funny because People don't even know it's a problem. Like I always say, um, if the only problem you think you have with money is that you don't have enough, that right there is the problem. problem. That very thought that makes you believe that the only problem you have with money is that you don't have enough. The truth is that um, economically speaking, our needs and our wants are always going to be more than the provisions Mm. we have. That's to say, the problem is not if the money is enough or if it's not enough. The real issue is how you're managing it, Mm. how you have created structure to work with what you have. So like, I think that's one of the major misconceptions. And I think the second one people have is, is when they mix up wealth and money people be like oh i just want to be rich and all that stuff and all that stuff wealth and money are two different things like over time i have come to understand that wealth is made up of four things right made up of four things money character assets and investing in humanity investing in humanity is the primary because even the scripture says that we are blessed to be blessing abraham was called and blessed to be a A blessing blessing. so if you are trying to just accumulate money and you're not giving back to humanity you are not wealthy you are just rich. rich and the problem is that riches is not sustainable it's just superficial it's only a matter of time before it begins to show do you understand so that's like i said it's made up of four things giving back to humanity very primary then the second one we have is 
assets. Asset is like the opposite of cash. Okay. Cash is like liquidated. When you say, um, when you ask a company, okay, how much of your money is liquidated? That means how much do they have like at hand at the moment that they, they can easily give you. But like asset is not liquidated. Asset refers to like buildings, mm. like shares, mm. like bonds, like property. These are things that can hold value over a long period of time. Unlike money, assets most times um, they increase in yeah. value, they appreciate, yes. But unlike just money, like Naira now, Naira can depreciate, like mm. it's depreciating it now. Right now. Even dollar that is appreciating can just depreciate yeah. tomorrow. Like everybody knows how Forex goes and all that stuff. So, and then the next thing is character. A lot of young people don't value character and they are trying to build wealth. Yeah. You see, as a believer, we are not just trying to make money. We are trying to build sustainable wealth. Yes. They are two different yeah. things. And when the place of character comes in, you can now begin to understand that wealth actually takes time to build because now you're not trying to be like the world you're not trying to use shady schemes you're trying to be honest yeah. you have to be a person of integrity mm. you can be a rich liar but you can never be a wealthy liar because character is one of the parameters for wealth honesty integrity these are values that have lost in fact we are honesty. finding them now in our generation and stuff like that and the last thing is money like Oh, okay, I have 10,000 naira, I have 50,000 naira. And as you can see, money is just one of the four. Mm. But we must create a balance to make sure that, okay, if you want to build wealth, you must hold these four things. So, like, that's one of the other misconceptions people have about money. Yeah, thank you so much, Fortune. <laughs> like, the some of the things you mentioned, actually, because I wrote some um, under my notes as well, in terms of um, wealth simply being about money. I know the funny thing is, I learned this from a teaching that you gave in a prayer unit one time, that okay, wealth is more than just money. There are aspects to it. And as Christians, we're not just looking at physical money, we're looking at your character. Yeah. As a believer, money is not the only thing that people are going to look yeah. at. In fact, people are observing your character and that probably holds more than your money. Money can make the world respect you, but that will not make people be drawn to your God. And that Very is our primary beautiful. purpose yes. as a believer. People may see you. you can throw money at anybody you want, but it's not going to character draw. It's, speaks. Yeah. Yeah. Character, character speaks, speaks louder, especially as a believer. And that is our primary purpose to bring people to Christ. Of course, and that's another thing you said before that, of course, you know, we shouldn't be out of the loop because we're believers or we should be poor. No, yeah. but that should not be our primary focus. Yeah. I think, um, look at what the scripture says in Ted John 2. Ted John 2 is like the most abuse scripture about prosperity. Mm. But like, um, I wish above all things mm. that I may prosper. Mm. And do you know the funny part about that scripture is that it says nothing about money. Mm. And mm. so, when did True. we get this whole concept of once you hear prosperity, prosperity is money? money. Yeah. Someone, the Bible legit talked about prosperity. He mentioned, I think prosperity mentioned about two or three times mm. in just one verse. And the only thing that was spoken about was the body and the soul. Mm. Let's say that God is even more concerned about the soul. Yes. Prosperity doesn't really come from money. No, no, no. If it came from money, then he would have talked about gold or silver. But the whole scripture talked about the body and the soul. What mm. does the soul entail? Your mind, your will, your mm. emotions. Mm. That's to say prosperity is not really material. Yeah, thank you so much. for That was a huge eye-opener in terms of wealth and knowledge. And I do pray you guys are taking notes because this is something that you need to come back to reflect on, meditate on. And then we mentioned some scriptures, so please go back to your scripture scriptures and read them as well because this thing everything we're saying is useless if it's not backed up yeah, by scripture so yeah. go back to your scriptures the next thing i want to ask you we've gone through some misconceptions so now what are the principles as believers we should know in order to build wealth okay okay some principles we should know 
um, when questions like this are asked most times, people are waiting for you to shout, give in, give yeah, in, yeah. give in. <laughs> give in has been so abused in the body of Christ. And people don't even know that they can give until they are broke. Mm, yes. God doesn't look at our tears. God is a God of principles. He is a God of covenant. There are so many principles of wealth. There is giving, there is faith and trust, there is work, there is thinking, there is trusting. There, there, the list is endless. But it's funny that we only concentrate on one. Mm. And if you have a door that has seven locks and you have only one, one key, key, the mm. door is not going to open. You can try forever, but you must open all the locks. At least open like five. Mm. But some people are just, the only key that they have is the key of giving. And they're trying to open the door to prosperity. And it's like, it's not working. And it's like, <laughs> God is a liar, but it's not true. <laughs> so, um... Let me just talk about three. Okay. I'll talk about giving because like it's something we need to clarify yeah. a lot, but that'll be the last thing anyway. Yeah. So I think one of the first principles is the principles of trust and the principle of faith. The principle of trust and the principle of faith. Like I said, um, God has called us to be prosperous people. God has called us blessed. Mm. And if we say God is our father, it means that for him to call us blessed, he is blessed. Yes. For God to call us prosperous, he is he's prosperous. prosperous yeah. Now, that's beautiful. If we say God is prosperous, please, how much mm. money does God have? Mm. Can somebody help me quantify? Honestly. Can we say God has like $5 billion or five, like my cousin will say, trillion, gazillion, <laughs> quadrillion dollars. No, 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 no. What did God use to create the whole world? Faith. Mm. That's so that faith is a currency in the spirit. Mm, yes. Faith is a spiritual currency. Wow. If faith can build the whole world, like faith can bring it to reality, then what do you think faith can build? Um, yes. Woo. What do you think faith can build to manifestation? What does the Bible say? Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. It says, faith is... Evidence of things, things hoped, hoped for, for and ahead. Some of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. So faith calls things to be. The Bible says that we have already been blessed. Mm. Even before the world, we have already been blessed. Ephesians chapter 1 mm. says that we have already been, I have blessed you. Your spiritual blessings. So God has already blessed us. We use faith. Faith is, faith is like what helps us to bring those things. Faith helps us to know that, okay, this is where God has called you to be. Believe it and align by it. What does faith do? Faith calls us into the blessings of Abraham. It is by faith. The Bible says that we have been faith by grace through, through faith. Okay. It is by faith that we align ourselves to the things that God has called us to do. For example, you've heard a lot of stories of ministers that started big mega churches mm. by what? Faith. faith. Yeah. They didn't have money nope. in their account. No. They didn't have so much. But God said, go. And what is faith? Faith is like believing God's word. It's holding on to what God has said about you. Mm. Faith is not just believing the unseen. Mm. We are not believing the unseen. Mm. We are. It's, it's not as if what we are believing is not seen. It's just that we are seeing from the spiritual mm. eyes. So we are holding on to what God has shown us. And the more we hold on to it, the more it translates to the physical. So one of the major principles of wealth as a Christian is the principle of trust and faith. Because I'm saying this because sometimes we tend to forget that, okay, in as much as we are trying to build wealth and all this, we're trying to, we, are, we tend to forget that there are some times that the wealth and the money may not be physical. So what do we do then? We apply the principle of trust and faith. Mm. You hold on to God's word and you tell yourself if faith can build the whole earth. Honestly. All God did was say, yes. let, let there be light. light. And sun was shining. Yeah. How? So if faith can build the whole world, 
you're not even trying to build the whole world. You're trusting God for your school fees. Baba built the world with faith. So who told you faith can't do that? Do you understand? Yeah. So like there is the place of faith, the principle of trust and faith. Mm-hmm. Very, very important, especially in times where the things God has called us to do does not even correlate with our current life situations. Mm-hmm. Yes. Those are one of the ways we yes. can convert spiritual blessings to physical blessings through faith and following God as he leads us. Mm-hmm. Because God sometimes can call you to do a project and you don't even have money for it. Yes. But you hold on to faith as your spiritual currency because at that point in time that's legit all you have and before you know it physical resources begin to fall in but that was not what you had first all you had was spiritual resources mm-hmm. and I think another principle is the principle of work you know and that misconception people have about money is that when believers think all they have to do is pray, pray yeah. see as a believer I find it ironic when you pray about money you can pray to God for ideas, but not for money. money. God is, it's, I think the only time in the Bible that money appeared was when that whole fish situation. That okay. um, yeah. um, Peter, was it Peter? One of them yeah, were like, oh, that they need money for the tax. And just like, oh God, please, which fish are they going to tell you to <laughs> can bring out your scriptures from right now? See, there is a place of work as a believer. I'm not like that. That's why I talked about faith first. I am not sidelining the place of faith. But most times, most times we tend to forget the place of work. Mm-hmm. That's why I gave the illustration of a door with seven keys. You must be balanced. Don't. Some people want to take the one that is favoring them and leave the others. They want to hold on to faith and trust, but they don't want to work. But thank God the scripture now says that faith without works, works is dead. dead. That scripture can be used in so many really, areas. Yeah. But now let us bring you to the area of wealth and finances. Faith without work is dead. The Bible says that God will bless the works of, of our hands. hands. What's in your hand? What is in your hand? <laughs> like That's the question. And work here. You know, like I was telling someone one day and she was like, but fortune, I, I, I'm not really a career person. I can't start a business and all that. And I made her understand that work here doesn't just refer to starting a business. Yeah. Work here refers to, I explained, I think three or four things. Mm-hmm. It can be starting a business. Mm-hmm. It can be making the most of your career. Mm-hmm. Work there can be investing. Work can even be saving. Mm-hmm. But the important thing is that there is something that you're allocating your money to and you're not just whiling away time and behaving anyhow mm-hmm. like God didn't give you purpose or God didn't give you vision. That was like the principle of work. And I think the last thing here is giving. As a believer, we can never downside the place of giving, even though it has been abused, but you must give with understanding. Mm-hmm. You must give from a place of revelation. Your tithes, your offering, you must take it serious. Of yes, thank you so God. much. There's something that you just mentioned now about using money recklessly and okay. there was something that really... um that really spoke to me and it's in Proverbs 21 I don't know the verse very well so I had to bring it up Proverbs 21 20 it says there is desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise but a mm-hmm. foolish man squanders it and as you said treasure is not just in terms of uh, money but in the process of generating wealth there is wisdom that must be applied in terms mm-hmm. of how you handle it there's mm-hmm. one way to get it to receive it God has given you the idea God has given you the, the anointing to go forward with something but now how are you going to maintain it and are you yeah. maintaining it with wisdom, wisdom or are you squandering it and that's another thing the importance of investing in knowledge because God will not put something in your hand that you're going to waste Yes. He doesn't want to waste Which his resources resources. on someone that's not yeah. ready for those resources. So get ready for those resources. Read books. Invest. How old were you when you bought that book? I think that was 2019. Yeah, I was 17. 17. Guys, come on. If a 17-year-old is buying books about wealth, how much? And I'm pretty sure most of us here are older than 17 or maybe 17. I don't know. But if a 17-year-old is 
is putting her mind to investing in knowledge than how much you you can pray god can give you the, the desire the mm-hmm. wisdom even the resources your parents can even say okay i'm going to sponsor this for you but if you do not know how to maintain your wealth you don't know how to manage money yeah there's no point you know what you just said now reminded me of something um you know in the area of prayer and all that stuff mm-hmm. i was talking about the principle of work people people pray now what's the point of prayer in your in your financial journey. Mm. The point of prayer is to align you to the divine ideas God is giving mm. to you. Because the Bible says that it is I that give thee the power to create wealth. Mm-hmm. Now, how does God give us wealth? It's true ideas, mm. true inspirations, true innovations. Now, what does prayer do? Prayer is there to align you to those ideas. Prayer is there so that you can receive instructions of mm. those ideas. Now that you have received those instructions, those instructions are like the spiritual blessings. How do you make them physical work? Mm. Work is a converter. Mm. It converts your spiritual blessings to physical blessings. Mm. So like that, I just wanted 100%, to add. 100 I, I, I love everything you're saying. Guys, please just be writing this down, okay? <laughs> writing this down. But um, yeah, so we just went through the principles of wealth. And so I just want to know, what are some of the common mistakes you see people make with money? So mm-hmm. let's assume that you've gotten your channel of income. God has given you the wisdom to go forward, maybe start a business, maybe as you said, in Korea, whatever. But now that you've got the money, what are some of the mistakes people usually make that they don't keep the money? Okay. Like Robert Kiyosaki said in his book, it doesn't mm. matter how much money you make. All that matters is how much money you keep. Mm. Basically, that keeping there doesn't just refer to savings. It refers mm. to like how you can handle your the practices of handling your money. Mm. And I think one of the uh, major issues people, young people make regarding their money is spending more than they earn. Mm. Um, people want to, they, they want to look like it, but they don't want to be it. You know, I was, I was preparing for, um, something earlier this week and i had to write and prepare a note and all that about mm. money and all this stuff and as i was writing i was just writing some things and i got to read them later and one of the things i wrote down there is that people look up to certain celebrities they look up to people like tony elumelu they look up to so many big people dangote mm. and maybe you see them in private jets and all that mm. and you're like ah oh, now the man. problem is what you want is the lifestyle you want private jets. You want fancy clothes. But when Tony Elumelu was building wealth, his goal was not private jets. Mm. His goal was not fancy clothes. Mm. Fancy clothes was only a consequence of who he is now. Mm. So the problem is not... See, as a young person, don't try to look like a certain kind of person. The problem is not the look. The problem is the person. Mm. Don't try to look. Try to be. Mm. So a lot of people, they spend more than they earn. And the primary reason for that is because they are trying to look, look like, like it. Yeah. They are not trying to be it. Mm. Don't try to look rich. Try to be rich. rich honestly, yes. Or try to be wealthy instead. Be wealthy, You're yeah. only... Just like... um. Um, you see David Doe now, all those people now. You see them entering private jets. Yeah. And you're like, ah, see David Doe report, they're entering private jets. He doesn't just want to enter private jet. He's entering private jet because the kind of person he is now demands that he is always in a place on time mm. and he can't fly commercial. Mm. But you, you're you not even that you rich that jet? person that is trying to save time <laughs> and another, another. And you're like, you just want to fly private, private jet. jet. You think his goal was to fly private jet? No, 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 no. Yeah. He's flying private jet because he's he has come to a person that mm. can now fly private jet. Don't just chase yeah. the lifestyle. Chase the life. First, mm. that should be the primary thing. Yes. And so that's one of the mistakes people make. They try to spend more than the end. And that's mm. like the major reason. Like I wrote here, trying to appear to be instead of actually being. Yeah. Like this is like one of the major mistakes many people make. And then we have Ponzi schemes. This yeah. one is just... See, true, true wealth takes time. 
building of actual wealth takes time. God is a God of process. One thing about people in Christ is the fact that many times we see them, we think that they bleed overnight. Mm. There is no Never. believer no. that blows overnight. No. The only thing is that you don't know their process. I think it's the people that do blow overnight, look at their foundation. Very yes. It's the, yes. Speed, the same speed that they got to yes. the same speed that they'll lose it. Yes. But true wealth that will be sustained takes, takes time. time. In fact, anything in this world that will be sustained it, takes, takes time. time. Like I remember one time I heard about the story of the mustard seed. Apparently, if you plant that seed, it can even stay two years, three years without sprouting. Wow. But it is good going down it is going down mm. it is going down so like one of the mistakes people try to make is that they want to they want to show quick you want to show people that you have money quick don't show us that you have money quick just be living your life and be going money answers to value mm. keep building value over time and before you know it money will be drawn mm. to you don't try to look like something looks come as a consequence of who you are yeah. so stick yes. to building who you are that lifestyle that you have in your mind is going to just come naturally. Mm. That's just it. That's so true. That's yeah. So, true. so those are like that's like the major mistake. Thank you so much. Can you go over this so that they want to write it down? The mistakes that you mentioned. Okay, first one I mentioned was um, spending more than we earn. Mm, okay. And then the second one was trying to appear to be instead of actually being. Okay. Yeah. So you guys, that's something that I think most of us have had aspects of that mistake in our lives in terms of wanting to look a certain way, the pressures of social media, pressures mm -hmm. of people around us, pressures of the celebrities that we follow. Mm-hmm. That's not how you're going to build wealth. But now I just want to look towards your life and some of the things that you specifically have applied in this journey of growing in wealth and business and okay. just things that you specifically did okay. that have worked for you. Okay, so one of the things that have helped me is budgeting. Mm -hmm. I budget a lot. Like, I don't even know how I started doing that one because even before I really learned about budgeting, I, had, I started doing it from my first day in school when my parents sent me my first allowance. The first thing I did was to budget. And budgeting is simple. How do you budget? First of all, just list out your estimated cash inflow. If you're a business person, your estimated business income for the month. If you're a student, your estimated allowance. Then you list out all your needs. All your needs can include your feeding, your kingdom investments, your savings, your offering. You write out every single need and then you can keep miscellaneous. So what budgeting helps you to do is that you price everything. You allocate money to everything according to your estimated cash inflow. Mm. So, so long as you stick to that plan, you will never go broke. All mm. things being equal. Obviously, there are some, there are some situations that can arise, but that's not going to be all the time. And that's why you have miscellaneous. Yes. So, like I was telling my friend, SAPA only happens to unplanned people. Mm. SAPA comes to people that don't plan. If you can actually plan and stick to your allowance, and obviously, there are some, there are some, months that something may pop up but at least out of 12 months in a year at least in nine months you should out of nine of the 12 months you will not complain about oh my money is not enough and all of that why because you have allocated money to everything mm. and then people are like okay what of sometimes people ask me i want to give people money i want to give see you must give with sense mm. you are That's still true. building world see there are people that are building legacies now mm. you're, you're, no, most of us we are still in our our discovery and purpose phase Honestly. so we must be wise people are going to come and ask you money you cannot help the whole world so if you can help 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 and you become broke they are still going to be people needing more help that's, what are you going to do so you yeah. must give with wisdom you must allocate a certain money to give in to people if you mm. really like giving to people mm. when that money finishes you tell them oh i don't have for this month but maybe next month mm. i will have do you understand so mm. budgeting and another thing that has helped me is in the area of saving as a young person you must save strategically yeah. a lot of christians be out they are just there life is happening to them mm. even god does not allow life happen to him <laughs> look at jesus christ 
thousands of years before Jesus came, people had been prophesying about, about him, it. Yeah. That means Jesus did not just appear. Mm. So what, what makes you think that you can just run with vibes on vibes? <laughs> so you see, if our God is a planned God, if we say we are really like Christ, we must be planned people, we must be organized people, God is not an author of confusion. So one of the things that has helped me is, is saving. For example, a lot of students now, anytime we are going home for holidays, like summer, Christmas, we know we want to flex, we want to live La Vida Loca. Why not saving? start saving for Christmas on time? Mm. Last year, I started saving for Christmas on January 1st. Whoa. I was so intentional. I told myself, I'll have a colo box. Every money I put in this colo box is towards Christmas, Christmas. because I, I really like my family. I want mm. to spend money on them. And coughing out that amount of money every end of the year I is once, choking. Yeah, yeah. So why not start preparing on time? Mm. So you can you can have a colo box for your summer savings and another one for your Christmas savings. Mm. And be putting money there, small, 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 small. You can use piggy, you're starting to remove your hundred and Find a way mm. to save towards things like that so that when it's time for summer, when you break the box, at least you see like 40k or 30k, then you can now squeeze out money from somewhere. But right, not like you're like pressuring yourself and mm. stuff like that. So like that's one of the things I have personally done I save strategically, strategically. Don't just, and you must be disciplined. Mm. That's one of the cultures by the grace of God. I am still developing. Discipline is not, not easy, easy. Not at easy. all. It is not easy, but you must be disciplined. That's why as a young person, everything you, you do must be based on purpose. Mm. You see, these things I'm talking about, they, they will be easy for someone to do when you have a plan when you have a God-given mandate, when you have something that you're doing. Because if God can show you a little piece of where he's taking you to, let's say God wants you to run a foundation of something, you will know that you must be allocating a certain amount of money to that every month. Mm. Purpose gives roots to things. Yes, yes, Purpose gives roots to things. It's easy to save and handle money well when there is a God-given mandate attached to it. Mm. Because people don't save most times because they have nothing to save, save for. for like there is really nothing they are looking up to. Mm. So that's why as a believer, you must run with purpose. You must ask God. See, he may not show you the whole picture, but he will give you a glimpse. Mm. He will give you an idea. There will be a burden in your heart towards something and that thing will drive you. Let's say you start a business now. Just like for example, my business, for example, I cannot just collect her money and buy clothes or collect her money and buy big. No, not yeah. when I know that there is a reason for her. Yeah. She has a purpose. I cannot, she is not me. She's, she's her own personality. Mm. So I treat her differently. Yeah. I cannot just withdraw money from her account and spend it anyhow. No, because she has a purpose. Mm. So if you have a purpose, then it will be easier to budget. It will be easier to save. It will be easier to invest. Mm. Purpose gives roots to mm. things. And the last thing is investing. Investing is so good. It has been so, it has become so easy now. So many apps, bamboo, piggy vest, curry wise. So Ensure that you're putting your money in a good place and you're making your money work for you. Mm. Because for us Nigerians who Naira is a bit somehow, somehow, you can't just be saving in Naira and, like and living just, like that. Yeah. Your 10,000 Naira is probably worth like 5K by December. <laughs> so you must think and make research on how best you can invest your money. Mm. Because if money is working for you, then the value of it is safe. Mm. So like those are like the three major principles I apply. Thank you. Can you just first. repeat that one more time? Just okay. So. I said budgeting, saving and investing. And I said mm -hmm. purpose gives roots to all these things. Mm -hmm. When you have a God-given mandate and a God-given purpose, it makes you handle your money better because mm -hmm. now there is something you're looking forward to. And now it's not just about you. It's now about the things God has called you to do. Thank you so much. And you mentioned your business as well. Can you tell us a bit about some of the things that you learned in terms of business and managing finances through owning a business okay some of the things that i learned um 
first grandma has taught me a lot too. He, no calf. I've learned so much from her. I think one of the primary things I've learned is that nothing happens overnight. Mm. And that nobody cares about process. <laughs> Honestly, it's results that people will yeah. Nobody yeah. cares about process. Yeah. Like they are, sometimes you wake up at night, you're trying to do this and do that. Nobody cares. All they know is that, Sha post here, let mm, us see. Mm. Sha do this, let us see. Sha do this, let us see. And I've come to understand that business is sacrifice. Yes. Don't start seeing. Anka, she's a, she's a fourth year medical student. So, <laughs> you know, it can't be easy. It cannot. Friendly advice, you guys. What's that word people say? Let me start my business so that I'll have a hold of my time. I will go to work when I feel like it's a lie. <laughs> Yeah, them. I said you say Business people, it's almost as if they get less breaks than normal people. Because at see, least there's no break time. Your whole yeah, life see, almost. If you're really trying to build something that matters, it will take your time. time yeah. Ford Gamma has spent my money more than I have spent hers, <laughs> and it's very ironic. Because people think that they're starting a business so they can have more money. It's a lie. So long as you're trying to build, mm. because I know that we are still in the building phase. Mm. So long as you're trying to build, your business will cost mm. you more. You have to have a sacrificial mindset. You must be ready to give. Mm. That's like the primary thing I've learned in yeah, only my own yeah. business: sacrifice. Mm. You will give. Nothing comes easy. Even a whole our heavenly father mm. still had to drop his son yeah. for our yeah, lives sacrifice. so the place of sacrifice like that that's like the primary thing I know I've learned from my business mm. yeah so guys anybody that is thinking of starting a business regardless of the stage that you're at sacrifice is very very important and mm. then of course the things that she mentioned in terms of budgeting investing using your money letting your money work for you not just allowing it to waste away in the bank I used to think actually um, it's good that you said this a few years back oh I'm saving my money I would save like I was, and I was very diligent with it I was very disciplined with it then one of my friends told me that you do realise the economy we're in right your money is just whiling away there it's good yeah you have money for a rainy day but your money is depreciating and you're doing mm-hmm. nothing with it so it is very very important one budgeting so you can save and then what are you using your savings for it, there may be a purpose, maybe yeah. as you said, Christmas, but then investing and then study up because investing is not a joke. You guys know the things I've been having with crypto, so you study up, invest yeah. in Look knowledge. At the, um, the parable, the parable of the talents, is such mm. an amazing scripture in terms of world building for the mm. Christian because the Bible says that the the man gave he gave the servants according to their own abilities. Mm. And what did they do? You see, the problem he had with the last servant was that the guy honestly didn't do anything wrong if you want to liken that story to many christians now we are actually that last guy just because all we are doing is carrying our money and packing carrying our money and packing that's to say that <laughs> i don't say saving is a sin i'm just joking but like you must invest it mm. he he awarded the second servant and the third servant why because they made their money work for them mm. and i want us to learn something striking that's why i brought up this story yeah. from that story you see he gave the servant, he gave the second one, was it two talents? And mm-hmm. the other one, five talents. Mm-hmm. He did not punish the second one for bringing back four and the other one for bringing back ten. ten. Yeah. That's to say that it's not really about the amount. Wealth is not really about the amount, but in the build-up. This, the man was happy that that guy brought four because he made use of his two. Mm-hmm. And he was at the same time happy that the other guy brought five for him because mm-hmm. he made use of his five. ten. Yeah. So who told you that that 1K you're saving is small mm. or that 500 naira tight is small or that 1,000 naira offering is small? God is not really bothered about the amount. Keep putting it there. Mm. What are you doing with that? Yeah, what yeah. are you doing with it? Mm. So that's just it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Fortune. Thank you so mm. much. We spoke about the misconceptions. We spoke about some of the things that you use personally. How do you ensure, I think this is very, very important. How do you ensure that your desire for financial growth does not become unhealthy as a believer? Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to bring up the issue of purpose again. Mm. 
the purpose is the simple solution to this answer. Mm. Once you know the true purpose of wealth in the church, mm. the true purpose of wealth as a Christian, then you you will not have an have an issue with the spirit of mammon. Mm. But spirit of let's say, I was telling my mentor that there's a very thin line between the spirit of mammon and prosperity. Mm. Like the line is so slim, you don't even know when you move to the other mm. side. That's why as a belief as a believer, don't have the mindset of accumulation. Mm. Accumulation is one of the symptoms of mammon. Like when you're just trying to gather, 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 gather. No, 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 no. The mindset you should have is, I'm a channel, I'm a channel. Mm. You're not a dam, you're not a collector, you're a channel. Rivers flow, that's why they are neat. Mm. And you can go and swim and all that, and all that. But if you see ponds, ponds are smelling, mosquito is breeding there, mm. and all that, and all that. Why? Because all they do is take. So one of the things that can help you is know the purpose of wealth. Mm. Then you will use it well. Mm. And the primary purpose of wealth is... To advance the kingdom, kingdom of God. Yeah. The Bible says in Zechariah chapter 1, verse 17, it says, Cities true prosperity mm. shall be spread abroad. True words, prosperity, prosperity shall be spread abroad. You must know that the primary purpose for which God has given you money is to advance his kingdom. And by advancing his kingdom is it cuts across a lot of things. As a, as a Christian, I learned this principle from my mom. As a Christian, outside your offering, you must have something that is called kingdom investment. Mm. You can buy heavenly shares. Mm. And the profit is a hundredfold. And I've come to understand that hundredfold principle does not just mean times hundred. God is not a calculator. Yeah. See what he said? He said one will chase a thousand and two will chase ten thousand. Demas did not add up. He doesn't add up because if one is chasing a thousand, share by two a principle of preparation, two will chase two thousand. Uh-huh. But he said two will chase ten thousand. That's to say that the hundredfold principle is not really like times hundred. It is God determines what the hundredfold means. Mm. But the hundredfold to me has to do with like entirety mm. you're giving god one thousand god's hundredfold can be a million mm. god's hundredfold can be anything but your hundredfold has to do with entirety it can be from your place of your heart how god sees. that's why he will bless you in a hundredfold so you can buy heavenly shares how do you buy heavenly shares you must have kingdom investments if if the angels check your ranking how much have you how much of your business has been pulled into the kingdom of god if you own a business a portion of your business's profit should be allocated to the kingdom every month mm. Mandatory because if I always use this illustration that if you have a farm, nothing is your business. Let's say you have a farm, and then there's this random pipe that just flows, but like the pipe somehow has water that waters your farm. The pipe is not your own, it's really not your business. But if you come tomorrow, let's say the pipe is even maybe someone that owns a water plant somewhere. Mm. Let's say you come tomorrow and the pipe is clogged. Truth be told, if it's me that owns the farm, I refuse the pipe. Mm-hmm. I will not even wait to call you that owns the water plant. I'll oh, get your pipe. Because the it. pipe is adding value to my oh, farm. Yeah. I'm going to rush to unclog it so that it can continue watering yeah. my farm. In the same way, is your business a pipe in the kingdom of God? Mm. Is your allowance a pipe in the kingdom of God? If the angels come and check the rankings, would they find if any was pipe? Mm. Because if if anyone's pipe is there, if anyone may not need to pray too much, if God forbid your dad is having issues and all that, and can't really pay your school fees and send you money and all that, if anyone may not need to pray so much, because the angels know, in fact, they will even be the ones to even notice before you. They'll say, ah, if anyone's pipe, something is going on, you're gonna visit, 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 because you're on the radar. Yeah, yeah. You know, when, you're, when your business or your allowance is advancing the kingdom of God, you're putting yourself on the radar. Mm. You're putting yourself on the radar. But if you say it did not concern you, it's not your business, you're just 
truncating yourself mm. and that's not the purpose of it that's when you start having greed that's when you start having unhealthy mindset yes. but if if you know that the real purpose of your wealth is to advance the kingdom of god you can't even do yahoo boy to do it because you know that you can't use yahoo money so for the kingdom yeah, yeah. but when you know that it's for the kingdom of god you have to do it the right way yeah. you know that ashawa work can bring you Honestly, there you yeah, can't use ashawa yeah, yeah. money for the kingdom of god so you must do it the right way mm. so purpose Knowing that your wealth is for the kingdom of God, mm. it eradicates all form of unhealthy mindsets mm. from greed to dubious ways of making money as much as you can think of it. Purpose is the answer. Mm. So that's yes, it. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. There's a, a huge part of in this journey of staying in alignment with God because as you were saying that once you have alignment with what he has ordained mm-hmm. for you to use your money mm-hmm. for of course it's, it's nice to have good things it's nice to have good yeah. things but when your primary purpose to make money is to have those good things you have no purpose yeah. you have no direction eventually it will fall flat but when your foundation is strong that I'm building this with God to advance God's kingdom yeah. and God is the only thing that can satisfy yes. nothing can satisfy you if you start building wealth you will know I remember one time I was like in these three months let me just make 30k let me just make when I made 30k I was like let me just make 60k when I make 30k I was like then you make 100k it's never, it's never enough it will never be seen. God is the only thing that can satisfy yes. so if you chase money you will chase it till you die and but you will still you, not be content. Yes, and you will still not be content. That's why I said your purpose must be right. Mm. Once your purpose must be right, it will adjust every other thing. Mm. Yeah. Yes, thank you so much, Fortune. Thank you so yeah, much. So um, we're on our last question now, and this is general. I usually ask my guests, it doesn't even have to relate to okay. what we're discussing today, but anything that you just laid on your heart. What's your last piece of advice for any of the listeners out there? Okay. My last piece of advice, ah, very, very important. As a young person, don't live for today. What do I mean? A lot of young people are living for today. They are buying hairs just so they can wear it to a party tomorrow. They buy a new shoe just so they can wear it to church tomorrow. I'm not saying that is bad, but you're turning the table upside down. The right way is to live from tomorrow today. What do I mean? Imagine Jesus Christ. Let's use him as, as an example. Mm. Before he was even born, he knew he was going to die. Yeah. Jesus didn't just appear on earth and then he was like, okay, Shana have come like this now. How will I do? Let me reach cross. No, 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 no. He already knew that, oh, I was going to die. So when he came, every single step he took was towards the cross mm. and towards his ultimate reason for being mm. here. Why did I bring up this illustration? As a young person, think of where you're going to be. That purpose God has given you. Go 20 years into the future. When you get there, you now backtrack. Mm. Start living from there back. Mm. Don't try to... Perfect. Don't live today trying to catch up with tomorrow. Mm. Mm. It will never work. Instead, go to tomorrow and bring it back and start living from today. You want to do this for God. You want to be an apostle. You want Mm. to be a preacher of the word. Now you know where you're going. That means every step you take today must lead you to being a preacher. Because it's the, the because, today will make Because today is what will build tomorrow. Yeah. You, you, can, you, can, you can hold tomorrow and start living up to it. But if you stay today and say every day, tomorrow will just be going and going yeah. and going. But if you go if you go to tomorrow and hold it, yeah. and then you start building up to it, that is better. Yeah. But don't stay, don't stay in today and say, let me just be living. Don't be doing vibes on vibes. <laughs> don't this go generation. with the flow <laughs> you must be a strategic person yes. because even your heavenly father is not confused mm. so go 20 years into the future once you get that glimpse once you get that idea once you get that god-given mandate once you get that god-given vision that will now direct 
every single aspect of your life. So don't live for today. Don't live for today because today is already here and there's really nothing much you can, can do. do about today it, yeah. is already here. But then there's 10 years from now. There's 15 years from now. You're a big girl in school. 10 years from now, will you be able to stand? Mm-hmm. Will you be able to pay your rent? You've used all the allowance your parents gave you to get new hairs, to shop. We held you in school. You're an Instagram hottie. No problem. What happens in 10 years? Honestly. When you're not receiving allowance for your parents, will you be able to stand? What happens in 15 years when God says it is finally time to do the things I've called you to do? Will you have anything to hold? Will you have the capacity to hold and say, okay, Lord, this is what I've built over time. I have studied the word over time. I have prayed over time. Now I'm ready to do this. Will you have it? So don't just live for today. Live for tomorrow, today. That's my last. I love that. I love that so, so, so much. I really do pray that this has been a blessing to you guys because even me, this has been, I'm surprised so much of the extent to which I have learned in this session alone. I'm going to listen to this episode again because I also, I can't take notes because I'm listening. But (laughs) thank you. Like God bless you for what you do and for what he's doing through you and the lives that he's touching through you. And I know that there is a purpose in this. Your desire to educate the youth and this mentality that you have and the business you have, there's a purpose to it that's greater than you honestly yeah. it's greater than what you want to do but the lives God has sent you to touch and the things he's sent you to do in his yeah. kingdom and I just thank God for what you're doing thank God thank God thank so, you so much so guys um, that's the end of today's episode and I just pray that you have been blessed as much as I have or even more this is episode one of the leveling up series we are going to be here again in the first week of april for episode two of leveling up series so guys i will be with you guys next week for our next episode god bless you have an amazing day have an amazing week have an amazing month god bless you guys bye thank you (laughs) so i hope you enjoyed that episode with fortune i loved recording the episode and i learned so so much i pray you guys also learned a lot guys go back review your notes Think about the things you want to do and transform and change concerning your finances and the way you manage money and your mindset towards money and wealth and the difference between those things because they are very, very important. And it's good to start it now. The point of this series is for us to start building ourselves up in these things that in the future, if we start laying the foundation now, we'll be able to reap such amazing fruit. So guys, before we go, if you enjoyed today's episode and you would love to keep up with what Fortune is doing business-wise or in other aspects of her life, then you can find out more on her business Instagram, which is Fortune Glamour. F-O-R-C-H Glamour and she also posts helpful tips on her main page underscore dot Forch F-O-R-C-H Fortune Rufus as her username she has such amazing content be sure to check her out I will be with you guys next week <laughs>